0: Shafie Shafee are you there?
1: You know what? I was under so many drugs. I felt like I was at a James Taylor concert. <laughs> Hello there. Mike has fallen on the east side of Austin, Texas, and thereby on... All of Austin, Texas, the hill country, from the hill country to the east side, to way up north, where our friend, he has the mandibles of of the predator. He is the pride of Tarzana, California. He's the man who lives inside two garages in our minds, here on One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. Hello, Matthew.
0: Shafie, I just hit record, now I'm gonna sing my song, promise it won't be too long. And goodbye, inhibitions, the show's begun, and now I'm gonna tell you all my pain. And Chafee, I didn't mean to make you laugh. We sometimes say the dumbest shit on here. Podcast on, podcast on, as if someone were really listening. Maybe it's a little too grandiose for just a Tuesday night. That was amazing. I was just trying to...
1: Make sure that it was uh, just out there in the world and, and not, I didn't want to laugh over it or anything. It was just going, just going too perfectly.
0: I was talking about the song Spoof to our friend Chris, and he was like, does Schaefer know what song you're going to do? And I was like, I think he tries to not know what song. I mean, I write the lyrics on the show sheet, but really, if you just read those lyrics, you might not even figure it's out what song that not always
1: often. Uh, it's not always obvious uh often yeah i usually try to keep it a surprise sometimes i'll see a little bit but when i do it just it makes me excited
0: well i'm having a lot of fun with that format i'm no i'm no matthias valina in my uh pr- prodigiousness but uh you know i'm put i'm putting you, in you, the reps. very right, few are right I, and i have a dream that i would like to read uh, later in the podcast excellent looking forward I, to those it. dreams are really it's it's a great deal 60 bucks for 100 printed dreams they are they are so unique and original and each one is mind-bending in its own way i'm really enjoying the shit out of that um out of being a part of the matthias felina dream delivery service a recipient uh it's fantastic how you doing tonight chafee
1: Doing, doing great. Thank you for asking. Uh, it's just a, been a really wonderful couple of days, starting with the uh, one and a half inch snowfall that fell on Austin on s- Sunday. How, how did you like that?
0: Oh well, that was fantastic. I would call it. Uh, I think we had three or four inches at my maybe house.
1: What, yeah, maybe where you were. Yeah, I think it was about about an inch and a half here. As you know, what managed to stick around. But yeah, I know some people. For some people, it was it was more substantial than that. Uh, that was plenty substantial for me i uh i on sunday morning kind of just watched it uh watched the radar and kind of watched that storm blowing in and then when I knew it was just about to arrive, I made a bunch of high high powered coffee and took my guitar out on the back porch and just uh got jacked on coffee and played the guitar <laughs> and watched the snowfall It was re- maybe one of the the greatest mornings I've had certainly uh
0: since since the pandemic. Um, I mean, it was magical, not unlike this one magical hour. It, Of course, my kids feel greatly put upon, and they're in sort of tragic figures because they live somewhere where it doesn't snow very often. And it is. They they often I talk know. about the snow, and I always say, that when the weatherman starts saying, oh, there's going to be snow, I'm like, don't count on it. No. But no, uh, this, this was uh, a fun... exception to that rule
1: maybe a frost up in liberty hill or
0: yeah yeah you might get some jack frost in liberty hill sure (laughs) fredericks fredericksburg might get a a a light dusting a little
1: dusting in lano in lano county i was gonna say yeah
0: yeah but rarely in the metro that was fantastic
1: (laughs) and then uh uh monday and tuesday you know we reopened the bar so I've been back on my grind. So that's, that's great. Uh, and it's, and it's also, I've enjoyed the weather too. It's been, it's been almost too cold in the mornings and then just right in the afternoons, it seems.
0: Well, had you gotten used to not going to the bar?
1: I mean, it was three weeks we were closed. So, uh, you know, it's it's
0: refreshing to get back up there and and see some people
1: and I'm excited to get back. Right. Uh, no, matter, no matter how long I take off, you know, if, even if I just take a long weekend, I'm usually like, I got to go back there and see everybody.
0: Yeah. So, we're, we're, and we're going to make it to these vaccines, and then it's going to be the rip roaring 20s again. The roaring 20s. Yeah. Just history repeating itself.
1: Yeah. Uh, notable for its uh, prodigious. Uh, prodigious consumption of fun and alcohol, uh, you know, at, at the front page, and noted for uh, prodigious podcasting. By uh,
0: uh yeah, I mean, this podcast is just going to take the 20s by storm. I wanted to talk a little bit, I wanted to get just get small here with you, Shafe, right at the first of the podcast, and I wanted to just talk about something that's bouncing around my head. Um, the podcast itself this is the sh- it's a show about this show the podcast seems to be simultaneously broadening my horizons for obvious reasons i think the you know the people that we're talking to the things that we talk about that i turn into a research thing i'm actively searching for news crews and and yield word shop and it's it's really been great in terms of just you know showing me different things about the world and about people that you know and i know and but it's also you know also another way it's making my world more myopic because it's a show about the show and i seem to really only listen to the music of people we have on as guests now (laughs) and uh, i spend a lot of time just thinking about um, Alex battles and Gabby and and I just <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm we're reading bad. I'm reading Matthias and and all of a sudden it's like I've, it's uh, nothing exists outside of the podcast I'm I'm constantly thinking of of content and writing stuff down so if we I'm really feeling the duality if we if I may when it comes to this podcast if we
1: weren't always thinking about it the show would take really hit. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Hey, newsflash. This, this isn't a news cruise. This is the newsflash. Newsflash. This is the version where Schaefer and I are really putting some effort into it. Can you imagine if yeah, we were yeah. just phoning it in? Uh, I uh,
1: I agree with you. It's uh, I definitely. Uh, but, you know, I would say. The big thing that it's done for me is just encouraged me to, you know, whether it's through reading or getting out and doing things or whatever, it's encouraged, it's encouraged me to do stuff just so I have a chance to talk about it on this podcast.
0: Mm. Well, that, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a good insp- thing. It's an inspirational thing in itself.
1: It's a good thing for me, no question. Uh, yeah, and uh, but kind of funny the way, it all, the way it all works out, isn't it?
0: It's crazy the way it all well works out. Hey, l- let me ask you a question. <sighs> you, you, it was the title of a recent episode, or it was in the title of a recent episode, and I, I glossed over it in my mind. But then I heard our friends Luke and Andrew of TBTL talking about it. What what is Bean Dad?
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, can,
0: can you explain this to me,
1: Sheffield? <laughs> I didn't. I. Uh, I no, didn't.
0: no, can't. Please, can't. I
1: can. I did not. I put it in the I put it in the title. Part of that was part of you and Alex and I talking about why that one episode uh, is so is so is the most downloaded by far. So you know I'm sure that the listeners know that uh, the episode that's Alex and Schaefer and Captain Jack Sparrow uh, that's the title more or less. The Alex and Matt and Schaefer and Captain Jack Sparrow house. it has a, a, just an inexplicably, it has like three times the downloads of most other, of most of our other podcasts. And then the one just before it, which is the one about Matthew's grandma, has an inordinately high number two, which, uh, you know, we wonder if is, you know, which direction those are, which direction that's going, we don't know.
0: It has a, ni- a nice glass of wine in the title. And I, c- I can see that being, coming to the podcasting and being like, oh, like, oh, you know, little ladies like my grandmother discover podcasting and then they're searching for a podcast. How, what about a podcast about a nice glass of wine? <laughs> and then we're like number seven on the list.
1: That's, that's great, I think. Because, you know, even if that's not necessarily what they're expecting, I think that that's a wonderful episode. It's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, just because we talk about a more slightly more serious matter than usual, I don't think that it's any less for it. Uh, So I hope that anybody who found it accidentally, even if they might have been surprised by uh, the austere subject matter. uh, What the hell
0: is this? I hope they still enjoy this. (laughs) What the hell is this? (laughs) Honey, come here. What the hell is this? (laughs) Listen to this. What the hell?
1: What
0: the (laughs) hell? Okay, I, so tell, tell me what Bean Dad is. I, but So what you're saying is, this is some viral thing that I wasn't aware of that you put into a show title in hopes to get some exactly. bo- a boost so, in downloads. But tell me I, what Bean Dad is. Because yeah, you know so, what? You know what? I could have Googled it. I heard Luke and Andrew talking about it. I wanted to hear it from you.
1: I wonder what Luke and Andrew had to say about it. I didn't hear them talking about it. I came to it because somebody... There was an article in my newsfeed or something about how Ken Jennings uh, is on blast, and it turns out that it's because he is Bean Dad's podcast partner. So, this guy. <laughs>
0: what is Bean Dad?
1: Bean Dad is this dude who got on Instagram or something and talked about how he was trying to teach his six year old daughter. Her for some, his his very young daughter. is trying to teach her grit or something, and he handed her, uh, you know a a basic can opener and a can of beans when she said she was hungry. Oh. And then six years, six hours later, she had her lunch or something. He said something like that. Now, I you know immediately people were like okay, newsflash, you know, somebody alert the authorities. This guy is basically abusing his kid, and he's starving a, a four-year-old child or whatever. Um, you know, later it was kind of, he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I kind of misread that. You know, it, it was a joke. Uh, and people were like, yeah, oh, you know, starving kids, that's really funny, dude. Um, so what? I was never clear on, but so he became, he came to be known as Bean Dad. He's Ken Jennings, who's the inter, you know, he's the acting. I know yeah, Jeopardy. I know, Jeopardy. I know who Ken
0: Jennings partner. is. Yeah, sure. And these okay. are guys,
1: and then, and then, like, it kind of turned out that Ken Jennings had, you know, like, whatever it was, eight years ago, tweeted a questionable thing about like women in wheelchairs that was definitely in really, really poor taste. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily think it makes. Uh, ken jennings cancelable but i you know i would leave that decision up to women in wheelchairs not myself that's um
0: he probably understand. didn't foresee his rise to uh erstwhile jeopardy host
1: yeah definitely i mean you know
0: he was not when, a public figure at the time he was just some really smart crumb bum.
1: whatever the reason is for his mistake it's still you know it's still offensive and so uh so good luck to you uh ken jennings no hate here uh, Bean Dad, I don't know what was going on with you exactly, uh, but, uh, you know, Bean Dad kind of, it's it's just, you know, it's crazy how quickly, uh, you know, it was like two days after this Bean Dad thing happened that other people were being called Bean Dads, you know, based on the meme of the Instagram of the, you know, you know the story. It's, it's a common story now. Um, so that's why, and I, so I just chose it almost, almost randomly. To throw into the title to see if the Bean Dad episode uh, got slightly more downloads. <laughs> this is the point of the story, I'm realizing, is me manufacturing downloads for my own podcast. All right. Uh, News, uh, Punchline, One Magical Nation, it did not. Um,
0: and now. Oh, that's, a, that's a shame. <laughs> now I. I think I, that you need to use the name of celebrities <laughs> when possible. Like, for instance, we recently talked to Gabby, and I was thinking uh, the Joni Mitchell of the Pacific Northwest, or something oh. like that. Any time you can sort of use a, a major celebrity, and it's not too far off topic. You're but right. I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not encouraging us to to bottom feed listeners like this, but uh, you know, whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get to the top of the downloads pile.
1: <laughs> I I uh I tried that with Randy Newman, but maybe I didn't pick yeah. a
0: good yeah. Maybe you well, should I'm pick a pick celebrity him. that anybody is interested in. <laughs> Thanks for thank you for hipping me to Bean Dad. I, I, I consider myself a, a pop culture scholar of sorts and of course it's gotten more difficult in the age of the internet. Everything's become so fractious. Um, but it's just it's hard to keep up, like I mean, for instance, right now my new thing is watching old clips of Dick Cavett on YouTube. <laughs> so I'm, yes. I'm, I'm way behind the times. But it, it was, it is interesting how people would open up to Dick Cavett. Um, so thanks again, Alex, for that compliment. compliment. Did somebody else
1: get us a, at us about Dick Cavett too? Did my dad mention something or? Uh, I can't I, remember.
0: I don't know, but I have a get at us. And I might even have a beat for Get At Us. All right. Get At Us. This is uh, Alex Get... Alex got at me on our private Facebook direct message. Sorry, we've cut you out of the loop, Shafee. For shame. It's mostly, For shame. Dick, it's mostly Dick Cavett clips. But he mentioned that he also has never seen Young Frankenstein. And wouldn't it be an interesting exploration to talk about movies that are cultural touchstones everybody that seemingly everybody has seen ubiquitous uh, that you and I haven't seen. Yeah. And so young Frankenstein, definitely another one for me is I have never seen 2001 a space odyssey.
1: You know, that movie <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: seen, would, maybe I've seen parts of it. But I would
1: recommend kind of, you know, putting that movie on the big screen, uh, having something else to do while you watch it.
0: Oh, like with the podcast.
1: Yeah, sure. Definitely. Because it is a very beautiful movie. Uh, It is an interesting story, but no one I know has really understood the story just by watching the movie. Uh, If you go back and read Stanley Kubrick's three-sentence explanation of the movie, then you're like, oh, yeah, now I get it. (laughs) But without that... Without that, the, those three little uh, golden sentences, I don't know anybody who is just been like, oh, yeah, no, I got it. Mm-hmm. There are people who suspected parts of it. And, you know, and I feel like maybe there's one member of One Magical Nation out there who's disagreeing with me. I know most people aren't. I'm 100% sure of it. But you feel free to get at us if you feel like you fully grasped everything that was going on in 2001 in one go. But uh, no, Matthew, that movie is kind of boring.
0: <laughs> I think I tried to watch it as a teenager and and really didn't get very far.
1: Uh, and I love Stanley Kubrick. The, the man is a genius. He's a master filmmaker. Uh, the movie looks incredible, of course. All of his movies do. Uh, but you know, I would, yeah, I, would I like I, would...
0: I like Stanley Kubrick a lot too. But he's made me feel really weird a lot of times. <laughs>
1: Probably he would probably say, why well, thank you." That's a, that's one of the mm. things that I was after.
0: I think it was, it was. I think it was you know, too young when I, feel weird. I think i was too young when I saw Clockwork Orange and made me feel really weird. And then I think I was at another strange age when I saw a Full Metal Jacket and that made mm. me feel really weird. And Eyes Wide Shut is just bizarro. You know, I don't know. It just I makes never, me feel I really never weird. saw all of Eyes
1: Wide Shut. I. Saw a Full Metal Jacket. It probably, you know, right about the right age. I understood the horrors that it depicted, but it didn't. It didn't really mess with me too badly. I uh, think
0: it messed with me a lot.
1: I saw The Shining way too young and by myself in my grandparents' house, um, and
0: that. <laughs> and was, you thought? And you thought it was a biopic?
1: <laughs> you no. Know, like, no, they they had gone to Dallas for a con- like a, a lawyering convention or something, and I was staying with them for the summer. So I loaded up on you know frozen pizzas and videos from uh, from Blockbuster, which of course it was grandma. So I was allowed to run whatever I wanted. And uh, one of those movies was The Shining, and I Saturday night I watched it by myself, and I did not turn the lights off again until my grandparents got home on Monday night.
0: <laughs> nice. And... <laughs> <Yikes. laughs> also RIP blockbuster.
1: Yeah. Adios blockbusters. That's too bad.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, the shining is pretty, uh, pretty haunting, but also a great film.
1: Yeah. And you know, like it's, that's the thing about him is like, he made one of the scariest movies ever made. He made one of the, most uh, you know sci-fi forward movies ever made, whether you understand it or not. Uh, uh, Dr. Strangelove is one of the funniest movies ever made. Um,
0: I've never seen you know, that. Dang.
1: Uh, he's, everything that he did, he did uh, with his brand of perfection. So that's, that's pretty cool.
0: Everything yeah. he does, he does it for us. But can you do any ubiquitous films of the past? spring to your mind that you've never seen? Or are I, you going to have to consider it and get back at us?
1: I never saw the movie Chud. <laughs> but I know that... Uh, I don't think
0: that's in the category.
1: <laughs> I know that it stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's one everybody's seen.
1: <laughs> and I really wanted to see it. I used to walk by the box for Chud... Chud yeah. two and yeah. Chud Three. And I knew no way was my mom gonna let me rent that movie, but damn, I really
0: wanted to rent it. Yeah, the box was the box was impressionable for sure. It was. I haven't seen it. i that's definitely only know it from the box. All right, well consider that question. And definitely get and at us if you've come, seen Chud. Come come back <laughs> come back next time. Maybe you've just seen all the movies. If yeah. you've seen
1: if you've seen all three Chuds, I give up. You'll, you can take over this podcast for me.
0: Listen, I don't want some chud lover on this podcast (laughs) co-hosting this podcast instead of you. chud
1: freak taking my place.
0: You're my ride or die.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate it. I I would, I'd never trade you for any cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers either.
0: It's like because you've already got one (laughs) right here.
1: Not for all the cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers in the uh, dystopia, in the future dystopia. (laughs) <laughs> or the garage yeah. don't let him in your garage
0: Matthew I won't so uh, Shapey did your dad have something to say about our our native Texan accent
1: uh, he did but oh, see, oh, he was,
0: oh, you, oh you're talking about oh, of course I'm reading from the show sheet you're talking see. about the New York Times dialect quiz did he take it
1: yes he did <laughs> Dad took the dialogue, like, and you know, I was talking about, oh man, you know, it got me spot on and knew that I was from, you know, grew up in San Antonio, uh, all that. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to find it I'll exactly. Did
0: different. it miscategorize your dad?
1: Yeah, it said that he was from Central <laughs> Jackson, Mississippi. I'm, oh, I'm,
0: that's, huh, my wife is from a- Jackson, Mississippi.
1: I'm pretty sure my dad has only ever driven through the entire state of Mississippi, so so that's funny. It's, have you noticed that my dad and uh, and Amy talk alike? Like
0: no, no. I think the quiz is just poorly programmed, probably. Oh. Looked,
1: like I say, it nailed me. Uh,
0: Maybe that was just luck. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe so. it was just a lucky quiz that day.
1: So we've got, we've got one right and one wrong. I remember my sister-in-law took it and it, it, it pegged her for like, it said either Dallas or Houston. And she was born in Dallas and grew up in Houston. So, uh, so we'll see. Maybe, well, you know, I guess I, mean, I could
0: take it. I'll, I'll give it a try. I haven't done I'd, it yet.
1: My pa it's, it's a, it's on the Facebook page. Yeah. my, my uh, pops did grow up in deep South Texas. So, you know, that, uh, that could, you know, in Edinburgh, Texas, when he was growing up, you know, there, there were maybe, um, maybe 20% of the people's uh, English was their first language. So uh, yeah, his, his entire history might, uh, might have skewed, skewed that. I don't know.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. I think it's just a busted quiz.
1: I don't think, uh, I don't, take it, take it okay. see and, and Okay, And make, make a note of questions you found interesting.
0: Okay, I will,
1: I will. Because that's the, yeah, that was interesting to me.
0: I was listening back to episode 58, this of course being episode 59, and your fire story was so delightful. <laughs> it reminded me of, a, of my brush with fire. Oh no! Would you like to hear about my brush with fire?
1: Absolutely, my heart goes out to
0: anybody because I do. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the same situation whereby I had just been careless with fire. Uh, I was a. I was a victim. You know, I had always wondered how you could die in a house fire, uh, but this one time, I I had an experience that let me know that that is entirely possible. <laughs> like oh, uh, fire can consume you. I was living in San Francisco. My apartment was in the upper floors of a Victorian on 153 Belvedere Street uh, in the Haight-Ashbury District. Um, So the bottom floor of this particular house was one home. And then the top two floors were two apartments. And I lived in the front uh, with Matt and Melissa. They were brother and sister. And Melissa lived on the second floor. And then my bedroom was at the top. You're picturing a Victorian, right? My bedroom yeah. was at the top where where the it was basically the old attic, you know, the... The walls were diagonal. My, my window faced the front. And it was just like a small window. And you accessed it by a spiral staircase that was like in the kitchen. And then in the back of the structure was another like two-bedroom apartment. And Matt's girlfriend lived back there with her roommate. Uh-huh. And this was in the year of 2001. I remember it was after, I think it was October 23rd. I remember it being... Six weeks to the day from nine eleven, and I don't mean that. There's no correlation, except that like the world still seemed a little shook up, weird, and I was in an interesting place in my life. Like I mean, I was having the time of my life and living it up as a mid twenty something in San Francisco, just having a good old time. Um, And I remember the night before this happened, I. I had had a Valium and a shot of whiskey before bed. I, I, I really needed some good sleep. And I'd, I'd, I'd taken a, a sleeping pill, if, if you can call it Valium. I'd, I'd taken a, I remember I'd had a Valium and a shot of whiskey and I had a really good night of sleep. And I was awoken by Melissa hollering from downstairs, Rampy, I think the house is on fire. Oh no! And I, I, I was really super groggy, as you can imagine. And I got up and I went down that spiral staircase. And at the bottom of the spiral staircase between kind of the living area and the kitchen were a big set of French doors that just pulled out. And the door, there was a recess where the doors were inset. And, and, you know, it kind of opened up into the wall of the home. And smoke was billowing from that recess like that thick black smoke was billowing out and matt matt's room i again i was in the front of the victorian attic and his room was kind of in the middle and his girlfriend's room was in the back and they were in her room and spoiler alert to matt's parents he might have been having premarital sex Uh um (laughs) and let me say also that there had been rain in san francisco for the first time in like many weeks like it had gone through a dry spell and there was rain the night before and anyway the the house was obviously on fire and we got everybody up and got everybody out to the street and i remember i had this moment where you got to decide what you're going to take from the fire right and so i had bought this robot that you hear today uh, you, you you know you know the one I mean, yeah. this guy right here. <laughs> I know that
1: robot. And
0: uh, I had my portfolio with all of my artwork in it. And I had always from just like Sunday school classes and growing up in, in Baptist churches, I'd always had this like idea that you would grab your Bible. And so I grabbed my Bible. I grabbed my robot and my Bible and my art. And then also my bicycle was sort of down... Uh, Uh, on a land. I don't know if I actually got the bicycle out. It it was down like in the hallway landing. Um, But those are the things I took and we just like went out to the street and I I swear by the time we got out to the street, the fire was really taking over the structure and we watched it burn and then uh, people were coming out from other houses. It was probably 6am and some friends of Matt and Melissa's lived down the street and they like let us come down there. Like, I I think I just had like my jeans on. Like I I didn't even get clothing and we, the firefighters came and when they opened the roof, it was like backdraft and the whole, the whole top floor just exploded and fire was shooting out of my little window. (laughs) And I had this whole experience of like losing all my stuff you, you in your story you had talked about losing the you know your backpacks and your tents and that's yes. always it's cathartic to lose all your stuff and then and then i remember the firefighters they 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 start bringing like smoldering stuff out of the building and but it's like all my stuff my clothes i remember i had a longboard a sector 9 longboard and just just the trucks were left like the board yeah. had burned and it and was you know, like-
1: Just leave that in
0: there. It's just a. It was just a pile of my smoldering stuff out on the street. So that is. That was that was a real. um, I think I was in a little state of shock for a while after that, you know. And luckily, I had some friends that took me in, and it wasn't that big a deal. But um, boy, fire will get you. And then afterwards, you do need that thunder chicken.
1: No doubt. Yeah.
0: So I, uh, that's that's. I, I just wanted to share a similar. Just, I think that one of the best things that we can do here is tell stories and have each other reminded of other stories.
1: <laughs> no doubt. No, no I think I'm looking at 153 Belvedere right now. Did you uh, live in one of these front ones that with the kind of three windows looking out on the street? The
0: top. The top triangle. The top. Uh, the, the highest um
1: oh yeah i see up
0: here yeah at the at the very top of the victorian you know when the house was built that was probably the attic but it had been converted some uh uh, uh, i'm gonna throw a yuppie couple had bought (laughs) the bottom floor and they they were doing an electrical upgrade i had seen men running conduit lines and there was a that's what caused it well there was a there was a breaker box in matt's room that would have been like kind of the the point where all of the electricity was coming that plus the rain they say in san francisco a lot of times if they have a dry spell and then it rains they'll have fires because old buildings will, you know, there'll be a a leak in the roof that wasn't, they didn't have before. And that's not uncommon. It's cathartic to just lose all your stuff though.
1: I, uh, trust me, my tiny little house is just full to the gills with stuff. And like so much of it is so special to me, like lots of pictures and, you know, stuff from my grandparents, And you know, awesome, wonderful guitars. Uh, I and I tend to put you know, try to like pour soul and memories into things in ways that I probably shouldn't. Like, uh, so like this
0: podcast.
1: I mean, (laughs) that makes it even. I'm kidding. Makes it even worse for me. But all that said, there's definitely times when I was it'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't say no to just the fire taking everything out and me like starting over entirely.
0: (laughs) Well, the good news necessarily. The good news is that this podcast cannot burn on a fire.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I don't
0: It can only burn like a shooting star. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Look, let's um some,
1: maybe it alters, it smolders and and uh <laughs> and and then you know occasionally sparks and sprays.
0: Oh like a crappy firework. Like a (laughs) like a (laughs) like a misfiring firework.
1: Yeah, maybe not quite a shooting star, but yeah, Roman candle, sure, bottle rocket.
0: Alright. Gives me an idea for my next song spoof. Yes. Shafi, I feel like it's been a long time since we've gone on a cruise.
1: Oh, well, let's uh let's 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 do that. Only we had some music.
0: It's been a long time, but the world goes on even though we don't report it.
1: <laughs> and news is more than just mean, Dad. I'm, I'm glad to report.
0: I'd like to welcome internet viral reporter Schaefer Hall. If you've got to say internet and viral, you're like the king of redundancy. <laughs>
1: I, uh, I enjoyed this, this article here. Former manager, this from Leslie Keen, uh, investigative journalist for HuffPost. Former manager of DOD Aerospace Threat Program says UFOs are real. Now, it's important to remember, any uh, enthusiast will tell you that all UFO means is unidentified flying object. So really anything floating around in the air is a UFO until somebody identifies it as something. But uh, it was an extraordinary thing revealed from former high-level officials with deep black experience, who have always remained in the shadows, came forward on one platform. These insiders had long-standing connections to government agencies, which may have programs investigating unidentified aerial phenomena Team includes 25-year-old veteran of the CIA's Director of Operations, Lockheed Market Program Director for Advanced Systems, and a former Deputy, sec- uh, deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence. Woo! Uh, we believe there are discoveries within our reach that will revolutionize the human experience. Um, That this team had been operating in the shadows of top secrecy for decades. They believe there is sufficient credible evidence uh, that proves exotic technologies exist that could revolutionize the human experience.
0: Did you know that this article is from
1: twenty seventeen? <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's pretty much pretty much in keeping with my usual.
0: We are on the cutting edge uh, of journalism here.
1: I go straight from. I, from the very cutting edge with uh, P and Dad to uh, uh, this this story, which
0: is well, more last boring, year the last year that I remembered it. Last year the Pentagon came out and said, "Yes, UFOs are real," and there's these incidents with that. Um, Lieutenant Faber, who's a, uh, who's a Navy guy who tells this tale about this tic-tac off the coast of San Diego. Listen, at this point, it's not whether or not the government has evidence or knows about things. They do. They're hiding it. It's only a matter of time before the aliens reveal themselves and we become their slaves. I hope they like podcasts.
1: No, we're going to harvest advanced technology, build a vehicle that allow for almost instantaneous travel through land, air, oceans, and space by engineering the fabric of space time. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, I, you know, I, I read this the other day and I guess I, I didn't realize when I, when I got to the bottom of it, how, how long and exhaustive and wildly detailed this article is, uh,
0: like your story about uh, <laughs> almost running over Bowie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, something something to look something to look forward to though the uh, the manipulation of space time, um, secret UFO technology. Uh, bring it on! I can't get it fast enough. I'm really excited about all of it. And you know, it's going to be interesting to see how. We can take those technologies and apply them to terrestrial scientists like the uh, ter- terrestrial sciences, like the medical industry and stuff. So get ready. Get ready, folks. I'm ready. Are you ready?
0: 2017 is ready. <laughs> <laughs> that, was let me, only,
1: that was only four years ago. We're not that far in the future.
0: Let me just mention um, just one more recent article. Um, this is from the New York Times. Also, this is from field reporter Alex Battles. Quibi is dead, but Roku may resurrect its content. Nice. So... We can,
1: we can watch so, Jack Sparrow on
0: <laughs> Jack Sparrow on House may not be dead. <laughs> it does mention... This article is pretty short. It mentioned the issues with Quibi, and it talks about that there was... Um, there were a couple of, of Emmy awards for the short form category for a Lawrence Fishburne show in the series Hashtag Free Ray Sean. No. Uh, and, and another couple scored nominations: Most Dangerous Game, which starred Christoph Waltz and Liam Hemsworth, and a reboot of the comedy Reno 911, which give me more of that, sure. Um, so I got a Roku TV. I'm looking forward to some quippy content there. And uh, the really the spectrum of what we're reporting on tonight is pretty significant. Schaefer's talking. <laughs> Schaefer brought us a story about the veracity of USO, UFOs, and I brought you a story about nothing that, that means anything to anybody but, except fans of. Uh, it, this doesn't say anything about the Jack Sparrow house. It's unfortunate, but
1: well, I am.
0: There's still hope.
1: You know what? One Magical Nation, I'm going to do us all a favor. I'm going to get on YouTube and see if I can find some Jack Sparrow housing. I'll put it on the Facebook page if I do.
0: The Jack Sparrow house...
1: I- I'm here to serve.
0: ...will always go down in history as the thing that drove the most listeners to my podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. We uh, we take it take it seriously. Wait. I didn't do the math in my head, Matthew. It turns out... Six weeks after nine eleven was October 23rd. Yep. That's my birthday. What? Your house burned on my birthday. Whoa. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm responsible now. I feel like I'm some. Uh, and
0: then there's the five thing and the 23 Enigma. Man. My,
1: my two plus three is equal to five, yes. I
0: always liked the address of that place, 153 Belvedere Street.
1: That's why... It's 153
0: a uh... well it that that's got a five in it and it's got a five and a three and well of course i love the three because of the you know there's also there's other kind of religious numbers that i like three is the, the trinity that seems you know and it, but five and three that's eight which eight is like quequeg's t- tattoo the infinity symbol like and eight means infinity to me and then and then adam all up. 153 there's number nine and that's like revolution number nine and you know the beatles number nine so but i like i like all those numbers
1: let's check is i'm trying to do it in my head and i can't is 153 a prime number
0: by the way i think four is garbage yeah i'm not a four guy at all
1: that's, uh, th- I, I think that that number is strongly associated with Christianity. you know, what, the,
0: uh, what, three? Four,
1: four, point, no, four points of the cross. Oh, okay. Oh, three well, is I, two. I three guess, is two. Obviously. Um, but uh, five is, that's the number of acts in every Shakespeare
0: play, right? Oh, really? I did not know that. So, yeah. Huh. I also, you know, it's also the number of digits on your hand. And as I, I am an artist and work with my hands, I've always thought that was significant as well. Oh, folks, just get ready for just more numerology. Now that we've just come out into the open about our, (laughs) about our weird superstitions, we're we're never going to shut up about it. (laughs) Speaking of things that we're never going to shut up about, I'd like to end today with another dream, from Matthias and the and the dream delivery service. Do uh, you have one, anything? Do you have anything else you need to talk to One Magical Nation about? I just
1: would like them to know that one fifty three is not, in fact, prime. I'm sorry.
0: Disappointing,
1: I'm not that strong. Okay, Matthew. Yeah, let's hear a dream. Let's uh, now that okay, I, I, just, so I heard. I heard the theme song for Poetry Corner.
0: I was. I was kind of looking at dreams to read on the podcast of the shorter ones, and this one is it's a little longer. I mean, it's not. It's maybe twice as long as a couple of the dreams that I've read. I've read a couple of short dreams, but if I know anything about our listeners, that they're not really into short form anyway. So, are you are you ready? Do you Do you you have time for this?
1: I am 100% ready.
0: I also went back a little bit. I'm gonna read you the 16th dream. You are a crow, working on your crow taxes. You sit at a picnic table in a park, all your financial paperwork spread over the tabletop. You scratch at the paperwork, moving pages around the table, trying to arrange it all in such a way that the bill you have to pay, the tax department is zero or as close to zero as you can get it. But as you shift the papers this way and that, your bill keeps increasing and increasing and you're a crow, so you don't have much in savings. Finally, with a great harsh squawk, you flap your wings and fly up in the air. The wind from your wings scatters the papers everywhere. You fly up. Up toward a tall electrical tower, topped by a blinking blue light. As you near the blinking blue, you see that it is not a light bulb or electrical device. (sighs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Sorry, i got to stop down for a second here. The train is going by. Train's going by. I'm gonna have to edit this together. Could you oh, hear yeah. the train? Yeah, uh,
1: a little bit. It made, yeah, it was definitely made for some some unusual noises in the background. But it but it kind of oddly made the poem made the dream more compelling.
0: <laughs> I should have just kept. I should have just kept reading.
1: <laughs> no, it's all right. It made, I think what you did makes sense. All right, I'm gonna. You know, I'm, you know it sounds here.
0: I'm gonna start back where I was. As you near the blinking blue, you see that it is not a light bulb or electrical device, but a tiny globe of cosmic gas held inside the gravity of a cube-shaped black hole. The tiny globe of cosmic gas spins so fast that it exudes waves of gravitational radiation, which would totally destroy the whole universe if they were not held in check by the black hole cube. But as the waves of gravity that the cosmic gas gives off overlap inside the cube-shaped black hole, they form harmonic bursts of blue light, blinking blue. You fly directly toward the black hole cube and the sphere of cosmic gas, flapping and flapping, flying as fast as you can until you're flying right into the cube, right into the sphere of gas, getting smaller and smaller as the gravity squishes you down until finally you are so small that you burst past the innermost boundaries of atomic reality and into another place. And while the dream goes on from there, no words can describe what that place is like. That was pretty amazing. With the train in the background, I know, but... I know it starts kind of like hokey, (laughs) not to be critical, but you're a crow, you know. I don't don't know. It's like so literal, but then the thing gets, the thing gets different and different. But then, and while the dream goes on from there, no words can describe what that place is like, which I (laughs) experience in my dreams a lot of times. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I I found the whole thing. You know, I went from I went on a real journey there. I went from very much relating to this crow and feeling bad and anxious along with this crow to really wanting to follow this crow out into the cosmos.
0: When I read and it then, the first time the crow was cracking me up,
1: like I was laughing about the crow
0: Yeah, and that, and that he's trying to get his taxes to zero.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. There's definitely, uh, some, some funny stuff there at the beginning. If, if you can get past, uh, you know, Government finance anxiety. Uh, Then, uh, but uh, yeah, the and and it it does it not seem like a black hole is really the only possible escape from something as essential to life as taxes, (laughs) as the inevitability of taxes.
0: I'm amazed at the unique nature of each dream. Yeah. Uh, maybe, was, maybe 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 more framework will will arise as I continue to read them. But so far, there's like a lot of originality.
1: Yeah, and some of them are just short and weird and funny, and some of them are epic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Epic and be- haunting. I was helping Dottie and Shafi get theirs into the into their photo album, uh, which, by the way, we're missing some. I'm gonna ask you to, uh, if you would, send me a screenshot of. Do you have? I think it's eight, nine, and ten. I don't know. I'll get you. Get at you. Sorry. That's
0: that's y'all are missing some dreams. Oh, let's, business, let's take this offline. Look. Real life. <laughs> let me. T- let me. We love you, one magical nation. Thanks for joining us again. Each and every one of you. And remember the. Poorer the choices.
1: The sweet of the wine.